Welcome once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and beside me today is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. We're happy to bring this show to you, and as always, we want to remind our listeners that for investors looking for a change, The Real Money Show represents a new way of thinking about money. Listeners can expect to hear the latest market updates, market fundamentals, and interviews with some of the most informed experts in both the bullion and colored diamond arenas. And before we start today's show, Jeremy, because we have a lot to talk about, I will remind everybody listening that we are not your financial planners or advisors, folks. The historical performance of gold and silver certainly could be repeated, but it's never a promise. Take investing and put it into your list of very important due diligent things to do. And when you're thinking about investing in gold and silver, remember Guildhall is physical. If you can't, Hold it, you don't own it. Now let's get this show started. Jeremy, right off the top of the bat, one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website, and our listeners know that already. But for those that are new to the show, welcome. I want to remind everybody of something that happened a very long time ago, a historical perspective, if you will. And the name I want to use to bring that historical perspective up is the Hunt Brothers. And the Hunt Brothers were part of a very rich family, the Hunt family, which had enormously large stakes in the U.S. stock market in the 70s in real estate and in particular their mainstay, which was oil. And somewhere around the middle of the 70s, they, like us, today in the 2018 era, picked up on this little thing called commodities and saw and witnessed and began to figure out for themselves that there were certain things happening in gold and silver market that pointed towards higher prices on the horizon. There was demand changes. There was an appetite for change in the way people viewed holding money and how they put together their portfolio. But more than anything, they witnessed changes in the way the economy was moving. There was the threat of inflation. There was the threat of higher oil prices. There was a lot of similarities to this day and age. And what did they do, among other things? They went out and they gave a very sound piece of advice to anyone that would listen. They loved silver. And they told people around them who would listen, we're going to buy. And we're going to buy as much as we can. And their attempt wasn't to manipulate the market because they did this willingly and open to the rest of the market. But when they had bought the maximum amount of silver that they were allowed to buy... They then went overseas and they brought in investors who would listen to the story of silver and they helped them to get into the market. And between the Hunt brothers and the investors that partnered with them at one point owned a hundred million ounce position in silver. And why do we bring this up to today? Well, folks, it's very simple. The writing is on the wall. All of the signs that put the market in that position back in the 70s have been presented to you as an investor and have been there for a while now. And as a show, we've attempted to piece together all of those variables and show you why we believe, among other things such as gold and natural fancy colored diamonds, this could be a coming of age moment for the price of silver. So let's get into today's show. Jeremy, when we talk about the Hunt Brothers, we would be remiss if we didn't point out one incredible point. Back then, in order to take the market from what was trading 10 years earlier 
at the turn of the 70s at $1.50 an ounce up to $52 an ounce or some 3,000% higher, it took literally about 100 million ounces by one entity, the Hunt Brothers and their partners. But in this day and age, we know there are at least one other entities floating out there that have more than that in their own vaults. JP Morgan is an example. We talked about it last week on the show. This coming of age story has developed over a long time and we've already witnessed the first major period of this new bull market. And I can't get but overwhelmingly excited when I think about what the potential is of silver, what I would be able to say to an investor if they said, when did you buy? Well, the price was $15.50 roughly, and uh, I picked up a big chunk and I put it into my investment portfolio and I sat on it till I retired. And uh, I was happy to sell when the price hit 150 an ounce. Yeah, you know, people look at the the potential price of silver and you just start to put things in perspective and you say, look, I mean, if silver, given the fundamentals, went to 150 or $400 an ounce, uh, once it reached that point, I think it would... N- reach naturalization very quickly in terms of just think about gold for instance in 1999 the the bottom of the market hit $250 it reached a, a peak of night of of 1900 but you know when gold was trading at 500 or 600 even 700 the idea of gold going over a thousand dollars an ounce was just unfathomable to people um, and there were a lot of detractors and of course gold broke through that and went to 1900 and when it came back down to 1100 US i have to say US not canadian because in canadian dollars it pretty much its low was around 1600 very i believe very close very close to the same right yeah um so you know that's just something we have to keep an eye on and in, in what currency we're watching in and what currency we're trying to protect but uh yeah when it went down to 1000 all of a sudden you had people in effect you know in um jumping out of windows, being freaked out that the price was going back down to 1000 So the naturalization of the price can happen very, very quickly. We're talking about the Hunt brothers. How did they push that market that far? And remember, they weren't cornering the market per se in a typical sense of being nefarious and being secretive and trying to catch people unwittingly on the wrong side of the trade. They were very open about what their what their operation was and what their intentions were, um, and that allowed other dealers to obviously lift their price and whatnot. Um, it did push the price to fifty dollars. There was four billion ounces of silver above ground. They managed to acquire a hundred million ounces. And as we talked about Darren last week, Cyril Joubert put out an article uh, where he discusses the new cornering of the silver market. Only this time, it's J.P. Morgan. They have close to 140 million ounces of silver, and no one really knows about that. Nor has no one has anybody really followed the fact that they've been accumulating this over the last decade. Well, I guess last seven years. And it's only really starting to come to light now. But this is where it starts, as you said, get really, really exciting of where the potential could go for those who are in the know, not watching mainstream media and focused solely on Tesla, but those who are looking for value out there and what the potential gains could be. All right. Let's look at something from a historical perspective, because history will teach us uh, that things that have occurred already will happen again. They are cycles, folks, and these repeat themselves. And if we learn from history, well, we might just get in front of something that could make us a lot of money. And that's the intent of this show is to put the money into the 
pockets of the people listening to The Real Money Show. If we look at the Hunt Brothers, Jeremy, it took them round about five, six years to develop the position, force that market higher, get people excited. Remember, folks, this is only a market in which even at the very peak of its existence back in the 70s, where the price went to $52 an ounce, had a participation rate of less than 20%. So less than one-fifth of all people who were investing, had a dollar invested, touched silver in some way, shape, or form, or gold for that matter, whether it was paper, whether it was physical, whether it was both. So it's never going to be a tremendous amount, and it doesn't take much. And that's what's the exciting part about fast-forwarding to 2018. Remember, JP Morgan, as you just said, 140 plus million ounces in a vault. The vault didn't exist in 2009. Right. That's less than 10 years ago. And in 10 years, can we agree if history has taught us nothing else? Banks do not make decisions that will lose money. They are not in the business of losing a dollar. They are not there to forcefully lose it. Now they may make well, wrong decisions. They take decisions. a lot of risks and they've they been getting risks. fined a lot lately. So A pittance in comparison to what they've made in terms of returns. But, but I think to your point, the, the fact is, is there's a culture there that's allowing them to make ill-advised decisions in that regard. I think what, what we're aiming towards here is the fact that um, ultimately Jamie Dimon is a very savvy, savvy player in the banking world and he rarely loses. They're in it to win it, in other words, yeah. right? And as you point out in this Cyril, uh, this, uh, Cyril uh, Joubert uh, article, he states the following. He says, in October 2009, and again, folks, this is history repeating itself again here in 2018. In October 2009, China banned the export of silver, one of the largest exporters of silver in the world at the time, depriving the market of approximately 154 million ounce ounces of silver per year and essentially blocking JP Morgan in a short squeeze by not delivering the silver sold by China through Bear Stearns, an entity that went bankrupt after a hundred years plus of existence in the financial calamity of 2008, 9, 10, and so on. This caused the prices of silver to skyrocket in 2010, 2011. We were here doing this show, Jeremy. We were tempting people to look into this story and we were telling them Get excited because it's going to happen. Guess what the price of silver was back then? Just what it is right now. It was in that 15 to $18 range. It had cycled through another previous peak. It hadn't really moved too much. And this change in the marketplace added to the fundamentals of the market and took silver all the way to $49 an ounce. Now, that's a snapshot of what is about to happen. And, you know, it's not just JP Morgan that's been accumulating physical product We've noticed over the last six, seven years that there has been a trend overall in the industry. There's been a demand for physical product. And we answered that demand by creating the registered accounts that hold personal allocated product. We knew that people wanted their own physical product. And the best part about people taking their own physical product out of the market by acquiring their own gold, their own silver, is that they're not as tempted to sell at the smallest sign of trouble in the market. We know markets move up and down, but when you own the product and hold it in your hand and see what you're holding, 
you're less tempted to jump jump around of you know in and out of the market because you realize you hold an asset and then it allows you to hold that asset long term. It's just something that happens. We notice people come to the office, they hold it in their hand and it all comes together. They go to the vault, they see all their product and it all comes together. So with the registered accounts, what we uh, provided for clients was that ability to acquire that physical for themselves and not go the paper routes because ultimately what's going to push the price up is people taking physical out of the market and those who have acquired that physical over the years again they've been a lot less um, tempted to sell at any point than having the paper they would just let it go here and there right one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com's website in addition to the registered accounts jeremy a person can come over to that website. They can take it home with them. And we'll talk in the second segment about what silver feels like, that smile that overcomes a client when they visit their bullion and when you take them to uh, visit their bullion. It is something that the whole family sometimes does and, and how wonderful that is for those folks that are getting those types of accounts. In addition to that, if you'd just like to own it, but you'd like to store it, we have depository options. We'll talk a little further in the show about allocated uh, financing option, which is a tradable online dashboard that uses physical silver and gold, starts as little as 500 ounces in silver or 10 ounces in gold, and allows you to finance up to 70% of the value of that metal. And uh, the special traits about our accounts, the allocation, the segregation, the series realization of the bars, all those things that make us different as a company. In, in, in addition to that, as we proceed through this show, Jeremy, a lot to talk about in Pink Diamonds, Argyle, Tender, Full Swing, Pricing. We've got yellow updates uh, on diamonds that we have in our inventory that we want to discuss and more from this, uh, from this week's madness in these markets and uh, all that coming up after this break on The Real Money Show. You are listening with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long. Beside me again this week is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. Both are perfect. And as we went to first break, Jeremy, we were talking about history repeating itself and how exciting it is to be in this position well, the story of the Hunt Brothers, as we related to our listeners in the first segment, is one which tells a lot about the conditions of the time of the 1970s and the similarities that drove the market back then, which are well in place right now, and how history is a guide for learning. Back then, the Hunt Brothers had 100 million ounces. Right now, J.P. Morgan has 140 million ounces. A lot of similarities there, and as we progress here, it's exciting to see what's happening. Yeah, you also see things like um, stagflation occurring. You had, um, you know, issues in the oil market. You had uh, the the Iran hostage situation. Similar things, except this time round, there the the amount of geopolitical stuff is is uh, compounded so much more. As well, one of the biggest differences between 1979-80 and today is, of course, that back then there was 4 billion ounces. Today, there's only 1 billion ounces. Back then, there was 3 billion people on the planet. Today, there's uh, over 7 billion people on the planet. China, India, Eastern Europe uh, were not involved 
at all in the physical precious metal market or the stock markets and things like that, whereas today they are involved. So you've got a lot more people involved, a lot more nations involved, and you have more people taking physical delivery than ever before. And as we mentioned in the first segment, we're seeing that in different ways. Either people are just taking physical delivery, going on to all of the the e-stores that are out there. Uh, there's lots of different bullion companies that, that, that have the physical product, and people are taking that product home. Now with Guildhall, of course, we only deal in LBMA product. That means it's product of a very high quality that's been uh, registered for global trade. So it's accepted everywhere around the globe. So if you're buying a Royal Canadian Mint bar, you can sell that in India. You can sell that in Dubai, sell that in China. Same thing with something like a Perth Mint bar or Republic Metals or Pamp Swiss. These are products that are accepted globally and recognized globally. And that's all that Guildhall deals in is globally recognized product. But we're also seeing that move, Darren. We, we have seen that big trend towards people calling us all the time saying, So in the registered account, I can own my own product? Yes, you can. I can go visit it? Yes, you can. So it's mine? Yes, it is. They don't want that contract, that in-between, between themselves and any sort of physical product. And we always always warn um, clients as well, uh, be wary of the term one-to-one. That means there's an ounce of product for the ounce that has been purchased by the, the client. We don't know where that ounce is, where it's being stored, what type of product it is. Whereas with our clients, they know exactly what they've purchased. They get an inventory report. So this move towards transparency, along with the story of what we're seeing with JP Morgan, is getting very, very exciting. So we know that the price of silver could go to triple digits, and no one will bat an eyelash once it gets there. But it is going to be an incredible ride, and we want people to be involved in that before it happens you know we've always said when did noah build the ark before the rain one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the website don't forget folks you can go there to that website sign up for a free investor package it will come to your door or via email whatever your preference is leave your details and we'll get back to you as soon as we have a chance to do so and you can also look around shop online for bullion as jeremy just pointed out lots of great choice there and jeremy you mentioned something that's very interesting on the heels of this uh article we discussed with Cyril Joubert and uh, you mentioned the LBMA and for those that don't know that acronym stands for London Bullion Market Association. It is the longest standing exchange for gold and silver in the world. It's of course out of London, England and it has a lot to say and offer and a ton of uh, structure provided for the bullion markets world over. In addition to that, they store some physical metal. Now, we talked on last week's show about what is happening over here in the paper market and what pressure it's putting on the physical market the world over. For the first time in in a long time, in fact, since I've been born, and that's uh, in the 70s, folks, there is a call for physical product. This didn't even happen when the Hunt brothers were amassing their fortunes in the silver market. It was whatever you could find, whether it was paper or physical, it didn't matter. Everybody was just buying. But there is a change in mentality, Jeremy, and that is towards physical. It is towards taking it out of 
the volume of paper that floats out there and making it somebody's own, whether it's an inventory number like Guildhall Wealth gives or a serial number that we also give uh, or whether it's other entities like us that are doing it, there is a move to do that. Now, that being said, when it comes to this article, they're talking about the importance of that physical uh, nature of product and the change that's happening. 100%. You know, I was just talking with one of my very large clients yesterday and they were saying that they just don't want cash in the bank, period. They're more comfortable owning gold, knowing exactly where it's stored and having those numbers and being able to, to see it at any time and just rather than having cash in the bank. So this uh, investor and individual is not comfortable being in the stock market, which she feels is completely overvalued. She's not comfortable just being in cash and having it in the bank because obviously in terms of the insurance, they're only covered up to a certain point. And so where else do you turn to? Well, for her, it's, it's very easy to justify holding physical gold and it doesn't matter that it costs 1% a year to store because, of course, gold has been rising on average at about 8% a year Canadian. So, you know, right now it's a, it's a little lower than where we started at the beginning of the year, but that's okay. The year isn't over. And if you're in a position to acquire more, you do so. And if not, you, you have patience. This is a long game. And you, you want to have physical bullion in your portfolio as just a, a way to diversify. Uh, so we are seeing people, Darren, who have fears about just having cash, fears about having the stock market, fears about not being fully diversified, and having physical does that. So that's where this trend is coming from. Remember, folks, if we are comparing history and we are looking back at what occurred when the Hunt brothers were active in that market, silver actually fell by 1976 from where it was trading up to around 8 or $9, all the way down to below $5. Now, it's almost $4 an ounce. And yet by the end of 79 and in the early stages of January of 1980, it had rallied all the way up to $52 an ounce. Now in comparison to today where we stand, if that similar event was to occur and we were to see anybody trying to short the market or bet that the market goes lower, if we were to see them get crushed and have to buy the market up at this point in time, we're not talking about $50 anymore. We're talking about $150. We're talking about silver rising to the point that it makes people very wealthy. And that's the opportunity that lies before our listeners. It's not the opportunity just to have an asset that protects wealth over time. That's one benefit and the most major benefit of it. But if you can be holding silver in the physical form, or gold for that matter, when these metals take off to astronomical highs, well, you're going to generate wealth, wealth for your family. And, you know, Darren, when we're looking at the fundamentals of this market, it's not like when you're looking at those stocks that we've all seen in the past that have just plummeted and turned out to be nothing in the end, right? They all These companies go bankrupt. Uh, companies that were doing really, really well, and then all of a sudden the, the floor fell out from under them and it was all over. This is a market where if you look at the fundamentals, you cannot help but get excited about being able to accumulate more at, the, at these levels. And our savvy investors are doing exactly that. We're getting those phone calls from those savvy investors who are saying, you know what, I, I saw the price uh, of gold. And uh, I want to pick up some more and add to the position. And um, anyone who's new to the market 
you want to buy when it's low, where that's a low cost, low risk entry. And as well, when it comes to the physical gold market, this is something physical gold and silver market, something we've mentioned in the past on the show recently, which is just by the nature of market cycles and whatnot, not only are the values currently low in precious metals, but the premiums are low as well. And that's just the the cyclical nature of the market. So it, it doesn't the entry point doesn't get to look better than this. And as an example, when I started accumulating gold, Darren, um, you know, we were trading in the 500 range. I was paying $80 over spot. Today, you can get into the market at, at around $40 over spot. Um, of course, the price is double what it what it was, but still, it's it's cheaper than ever. And so it's an exciting time to get into the market. Look at the fundamentals. Listen to what we're talking about here in terms of the fundamentals, supply, demand, uh, the amount of money that's being printed out there, the amount of debt that's out there, all of this geopolitical unrest that has been caused by all of the debt, all of the wrangling and the the trade wars and the currency wars. Where is this all headed? You know, we see that entities like Russia and China and India and Turkey and all sorts of of Germany repatriating, they're all accumulating gold like crazy. So don't just look at the price of the chart every day to learn something. Sign up for the newsletter, get the investor package, look at the fundamentals if you're new to this market, and we believe that you should have at least 10-15% in precious metals as a hedge and to fully diversify your portfolio look at the rsps look at owning some physical in your registered account long term very bullish patterns happening behind the scenes folks and that's what's going on in the silver market right now and if the 70s were here they'd say hey 52 dollars looks great let me show you something how's 700 dollars sound Who said that's that? where some analysts think the price of silver is going we'll talk about that and much more when we come back from break whether it's take it home whether you want to buy online put it into your registered account save yourself the tax in a tfsa we can get bullion into all of those for you and then some give us a call 187-78-SILVER or guildhallwealth.com that's the website where you can go and ask for the free kit and you can get your free gold. Remember, registered accounts at this point in time for every $5,000 you put into an RSP or a TFSA, a RIF, LIF, RESP for the kids, you're going to get a free gram of gold up to a maximum of 10 grams of free gold. Our way of saying welcome to the market, something for you. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. How high can the prices of gold and silver go? Pink diamonds, where are we at with the tender? A little update on yellows and much, much more. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. I'm Darren Long, your host. With me again is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And we've been talking about historical perspectives. We were mentioning the Hunt brothers and what history has taught us about silver and the fantastic opportunity that is being presented to us. Well, Jeremy, we can extend that to another area of investment that Guildhall is involved in, and that's natural fancy colored diamonds. And if we need to know exactly where we stand, let's use that history cycle and what it's done for our investors and show them exactly what numbers uh, have been thrown out there and what we've sold and what it's now worth. And, and you know, let's get to it. A pink diamond. Yeah, we have one example, um, a, a very simple example that shows uh, a diamond that we procured uh, several years back. 
and uh, we had uh, an investor for that. And uh, subsequently, we found another owner of, for that diamond. And so we just wanted to follow the trajectory of this diamond over the last few years and to show what type of gains can be had and how these diamonds continue to grow in value. So let's take a look at this diamond. It's never a guarantee, folks. Investing never is, and we should know that by do, do, doing our due diligence. When we had this diamond in our possession originally, it was a 0.55 carat square emerald cut, fancy intense pink, VS2 clarity, absolutely everything we like about pink diamonds was in this diamond, and it originally sold for $97,500. Now, we, that diamond sold in 2012. It is being offered again at a price of 660000 in 2018, six years later. Now, you have to ask yourself, why is that diamond all of a sudden valued from 100000 essentially to over 600000 Well, the first thing is, um, and this is really a good place to start for any uh, new potential investor into colored diamonds, try to find it. Try to find a half-carat, intense pink, argyle, VS quality. Try to find one out there in the world and you will see how difficult it is to even come across one. So when you do, what is that dealer willing to, to let go of it at? Because once that diamond's gone, it's gone. It can never be procured again. It's one of the benefits of working with Guildhall is that we have access to all of these amazing diamonds that we've, that we've been able to procure in the past and help investors get involved in. So... You know, in a sense, we have access to a lot of diamonds, but this one in particular really shows what an Argyle diamond can do and why we get so excited, Darren, about the Argyle tender and Argyle diamonds in general, because it just shows. And the Fancy Color Research Foundation, of course, did put out an, uh, an article in some reports recently where they demonstrated that pink diamonds uh, have moved up over 400% in the last decade. And uh, we see those numbers being exhibited in a diamond like this. one silver guildhallwealthcom There you can see the diamond. It's actually posted on our website for you to take a look at. It is, as I said, everything we like in a pink diamond. And on top of all this information, one of the benefits of having a diamond is being part of a market that really never goes on sale. There is really never an opportunity to say, well, you know, let's strike a deal at half that price. Yeah. Diamonds don't really do that in the general course of things. This is to say natural fancy color diamonds do not do this. You can sleep soundly at night while you own an asset like this. There is no lawyers involved. There are no upgrades. There's no property taxes. There are no maintenance. There's no plungers. There's no having to clean floors or send the cleaner in to do the floors. There's no upkeep, nothing. You buy an asset and in 10 years from now, 12 years from now, 15 years from now, whenever you are ready, you'll have an asset which is appreciated in value. You've done little or next to nothing to assure that appreciation. The market's done all the work for you and you've got something that has made you money. Yeah, you know, I look at uh, some of the reasons we're always talking to our clients to say ultimately, hey, what was the what was the factor that made you decide that this was right for you? And I'm just thinking about one of my clients in particular where he said, "Look, I, I've got my I've got my real estate, I've got my stocks, I've got my gold and silver, and if if something doesn't go to plan, because we all come up with plans and they never." 
you know, sometimes we're lucky that everything goes, goes as planned, but sometimes it doesn't go as planned. He said, that's why I have the diamond. Because in 10, 15 years, if, I, if something didn't work out, I know that this diamond is, has maintained its value and gone up in value at the same time. And that's the goal for all of our diamond investors, Darren, is that they hold on to this diamond long enough that they can actually compete with the current market, sell it undervalued to the current market, and still be making a lot of return on their diamond. And we see that happening a lot in the market. So we continue to love and be passionate about natural fancy colored diamonds. And one other thing, Darren, I was just, while you were talking there, I was thinking about um, where sometimes you see a half price diamond, which is something I remember I came across and I was freaked out. I said, oh, Darren, look, there's this vivid yellow over a carrot and it's half the price as something that we sell. What, what's going on? I was freaked out. I came into your office and I remember you, you took one look at the diamond and you said, look how deep the diamond is. And the percentage of the width of the diamond to the height of the diamond, this diamond was really tall and the width of the diamond was really small. And so I said you, that. Yeah. And, and it, of course, because when you have a deep diamond, the light goes in and can't come back out. That's the idea. I love if you, it. If you have a, 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 a flat diamond, right, a diamond that's not very tall, um, the light goes straight through. And it kind of looks like when you're walking along the street and you see a puddle, you can see the, the pavement underneath. That's what a, a, a thin, a, a, a short diamond looks like in a way. You know what I love about this, Jeremy, is the fact that you're essentially telling me that I could go somewhere else and, and invest with a jack of all trades. Somebody who has a little bit of information about every investment market. But when you talk to me about the specifics of a diamond and the brilliance of the diamond and the way it's cut and what makes or holds the value of that diamond over the long term and how you handpicked that diamond to be one that would be presented for our clients in this day and age tells me that you're dealing with expertise and sometimes that's invaluable. So that's the other part of this whole equations, not only getting something that's world-class, but you're getting the expertise of somebody who knows more about that diamond than anyone in the world. Yeah. And, and in this case, I mean, I was very freaked out about the price specifically. And so I, I was blinded. I didn't see what was going on. I didn't, I didn't look too in depth into the diamond because I immediately ran to your office. But, um, you know, when we, when it does come to acquiring diamonds, we pour over, uh, GIA reports like crazy and once we find a GIA report, and this is the key, once we find a GIA report that looks good, we now want to see the diamond. Because sometimes things on paper are not necessarily translated into real life. And we all know that if we've ever done some online dating. You know, you meet some, you see someone online and on paper they've got everything that you're looking for, meet them in person, it falls flat. That can happen in, in diamonds as well. And that's also something that's wonderful about diamonds because you come across something that sparkles, it's beautiful, strong color, great cut. It just all feels right. Everyone's going to agree that that's a beautiful diamond. So this is something that we look for in, in the market when we're acquiring the diamond. And ultimately, just remember that when, when you're looking at the diamonds on our website, it's something that we've gone out and accumulated for ourselves, acquired for ourselves, and we've put skin in the game. We believe in that product. And that's part of the reason why that inventory is so wonderful. And giving another example of a Yellowstone so that people can see, and do results mean they're going to be repeated every time? Of course not, folks. We do due diligence because this is the importance of understanding that taking 
uh, an investment and putting it in your portfolio, there's a level of risk with everything. So there's no promise, but based on history, which is today's theme and talking about the cycles of history that repeat themselves and how to benefit from this, let's take a look at another diamond for those that are holding yellows as a perfect example of what is possible. In 2012, we had a 1.63 carat fancy vivid yellow IF cushion cut diamond. It's a yellow vivid, the Beautiful, beautiful diamond. I remember the diamond very well. It was bought at sixty-five and a half thousand, and uh, in two thousand and fifteen, that diamond sold for a hundred and five thousand. So say those numbers again, please. Bought in two thousand and twelve for sixty-five and a half thousand, sold firm, and now is owned by another owner who has no intention of getting rid of it in two thousand and fifteen for a hundred and five thousand. So I mean, again, that's a tremendous gain on something that you know, you basically could sleep at night owning. You didn't have to get up and watch the stock market. You didn't have to get up and make sure that your investment was sound and have lawyers and taxes and everything like real estate. And let's face it, folks, history is also telling us and, and giving us these subtle hints that as an investment, real estate is even turning a tide now. The prices are starting to drop. I mean, let's get realistic here. Let's not beat around the bush. This is not the real estate market of two or three or four years ago. It's starting to turn. So let's history, let's use history to repeat itself and teach us of what's happening. So with that in mind, get over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. Call the number one eight seven seven eight silver Get an investment package that includes information on all the things we've talked about today. Sign up for the newsletter. Tell us what you need as an investor, what troubles you, what you wish could happen in your investments, and we'll help you to design and put together something that makes sense. Darren, I want to talk about uh, a, a diamond in particular because, you know, we've been talking about some pinks and the numbers have been quite large uh, that, that we've been discussing throughout this segment. But we diamonds can be for all all investors. And we have one in particular that uh, I'd love any anyone listening to the show right now should should if you're driving, don't. But if you're you're stable and you can go to your computer, go check out uh, the one point six fancy yellow radiant cut internally flawless diamond. This diamond is currently, it's something that you'd be able to acquire for a little under 27,000 Canadian. That's all in, taxes included, and again, it's a it's a over one and a half carat. So if you're thinking about something for um, an engagement, this is definitely something that's going to show more size than is typical out there. You know, everyone's usually trying to get to that one carat mark. At 160, this is going to feel a lot larger than that. As well, it's slightly rectangular. It's not perfectly square. So uh, this can also add to the size in that sense. Uh, so for for jewelry, it would be great. And you can check out our jewelry, some of the things that we've created at Guildhall Custom. We have a video there so you can see the quality of the jewelry that we create. So as an engagement, it would be amazing. As an investment, also wonderful. Let's look at the Fancy Color Research Foundation information on this particular diamond. Again, 1.6, so over one and a half carat. Fancy yellow, internally flawless, radiant cut. So that's a, a square diamond with cut corners. And uh, according to the Fancy Colored uh, Diamond Research Foundation, between one and three carats, there's approximately 325 similar diamonds a year come to market. So this would be, now remember, we talked about diamonds, Darren, that could be deep, could be shallow. 
right? That would that would be included here because what we're looking at is a diamond that is of a certain size and a certain clarity, right? And a certain uh, color grade. Uh, so it's not discussing necessarily the the perfect shape of the diamond. So we want to keep that in mind here. And uh, again, 6% of yellow diamonds are internally flawless. And about 40% of them are uh, in that radiant cut. So when you see that there's only 325 similar diamonds like this between 1 and 3 carat, you know, you're probably looking at maybe 50 that would match this diamond in particular, where it's one and a half, good, good shape, good symmetry, uh, internally flawless. That's not a lot of diamonds out there. So for you to own something like that would be very unique indeed. So we want you to take a look at that diamond. And also when we look back in history of what that diamond uh, could have been acquired for, let's say a decade ago, it would have been definitely half what it is today. So owning something like this now for the future, for the next 10, 15 years, uh, you know, you'd definitely be looking at a, a gain. We've seen gains of at least 5% a year, which is um, great for the, the size of the investment. And uh, again, with less than uh, 300 a year, essentially, of these diamonds out there, it's something very unique, very rare. Take a look at it. It's a beautiful diamond. And go to guildhallwealth.com, go to the uh, collection, colored diamond collection, and take a look at that diamond for yourself. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. When we come back in a fourth segment, we're going to talk about history repeating itself one more time, touch base on where we think silver and gold are heading. And uh, this is a special time, a special moment, and I'm sure we'll be looking back on it, Jeremy, saying we discussed it. We were there. We had skin in the game, whether it was a color diamond, whether it was gold and silver, and all the reasons and that much more uh, for having these in your portfolio will be discussed. We'll go there in the fourth segment and a lot more to come. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. Guildhallwealth.com is the website. As we said in the last segment, it is important for you to venture over to that website, get as much information, and do your due diligence. Diamonds are a fantastic way to put away money, to ensure your future, and to make money. And as we said in the last segment, there is lots of value still on that site. Jeremy pointed out a beautiful yellow diamond. Go there, see it for yourself, and it's where people can start. And if we package it together, today's theme has been about history repeating itself. And folks, if you haven't learned anything from today's show, the takeaway is that history does repeat itself and that we can see the same things happening. And although the price of silver is not $40 an ounce or $50 an ounce, we are seeing things happening behind the scenes that did not occur two, three, even eight years ago. And at this point in time, it is important for you to pay attention, especially if you've been waiting for this to happen. We've been following along with an article from an analyst over the last two weeks by the name of Cyril Joubert out of France. It is a fantastic summary on a lot of the things we've talked about, the various fundamentals of the marketplace. And one of those things that we're going to drive home here in the last segment is that, believe it or not, even with the price of silver at $15.30, delivery is starting to get tighter. We touched on it earlier in the show that the fact was the New York market is sending over more and more and more delivery requests. In fact, it's up almost 50% in a matter of 12 months. The amount of delivery requests for actual physical silver 
to the LBMA over in London, England. And that's because people are starting to buy more and more. Now you'll ask the same question that everyone asks, I'm sure. How come that hasn't been reflected in the paper price? Now, Jeremy, we've talked about this at length. It's a very important question. So to answer that question, the product at the LBMA, when the physical is being sold at the LBMA, it's called over-the-counter. That's essentially similar to Guildhall. When we uh, assist a client to, to get some physical gold or physical silver, that transaction actually doesn't affect the, the price that you're seeing on a screen um, it, looking at the spot price of silver. So by pushing that physical transaction overseas, it's actually stopping it from showing that transaction happening in New York. And so in some ways, that's that's offsetting the, the rise in price in this respect. So what that means, though, is that you're able to acquire the product at a lower price. In some ways, we're talking about history here, Darren, Um, And we're also talking about a French author. So let's talk about Charles de Gaulle. He saw the same thing happening in the gold market. He knew that the U.S. was printing way too much money, that the the peg of gold at $35 an ounce did not make sense. Let's take the gold at the lower price because the amount of money that you're printing means you're going to have to revalue gold much, much higher to account for all of that money printing that's been going on because we've been lending you money to, to for the Vietnam War. So he goes to the U.S. and says, listen, I want gold because I can get gold at $35 an ounce where it's probably revalued right now much, much higher than that. So to be able to buy physical silver at these current uh, values is amazing. You're getting an undervalued product. Not only what that means, though, is that you're able to acquire more than you normally should, and that's where the money is going to be made. In 1980, when the price of silver skyrocketed, more millionaires were made at that time than in any other market. And uh, at this point... You've got to take a look at this undervalued market and acquire some physical. We've talked about the trend of physical over the last several years and that people have been accumulating more and more physical. And what that means to us, what that means to you as an investor is that the people who have been acquiring that physical aren't quick to sell at the moments, uh, you know, a little movement in the market downward. It it allows them to hold long term. And so by having the e-store where clients can go to the go to the e-store, pick their product, LBMA approved product. You can contact us directly, come to the office, hold that 100 ounce bar of silver in your hand, hold that ounce of gold in your hand and know what real money feels like. What a great place to store your wealth or put it into um, uh, RSP or TFSA where the product is fully allocated, fully segregated and outside of the banking system. one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. There you can go, as Jeremy said, to see a lot of information that we've been discussing today. Get an investor kit. Take it home. You owe it to yourselves to start the process of diversification. Once again, we've been through cycles, folks. Real estate is the most recent one. And in all honesty, it's not happening. It's time to think about another way to hold assets in your portfolio. Gold and silver, relatively cheap. We've talked about where we are from a value perspective. And uh, as we said right off the top of the show, we're not your financial planners or advisors, folks. That's not our job. We are experts in the ownership of physical precious metals, gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. All of these are hard assets. All of them make sense in your portfolio. And we've talked about them why today. Now, on the typical uh, on the typical day of trading, we were talking about why it is that sometimes buying silver doesn't add to the overall paper price. 
But when we are buying and selling silver on a day-to-day basis, and we go through a lot as Canada's number one retailer of silver, it is because that silver is not on the paper market. It's in the retail market. And when you look back historically at what's transpired, you'll note that if you were a buyer back in 2008, back in 2010 and 11, the difference between what the paper price of silver was and what you were paying could sometimes be a very big difference based on the availability of product and where the price was heading. Now, that being said, truly an opportunity is being presented here. If you have been listening to today's show and you learn from history, it is repeating itself. The price of silver is trading in and around $15.30. You can take it home with you. You can buy it by going online to our e-store, making a simple purchase. Anything over 1000 will ship to you across Canada free of charge. You can put it into a depository account. If you have a 1,000 ounces of silver, folks, you need a wheelbarrow to carry it around. It's a small child in weight, and it's gorgeous to hold those six-and-a-half-pound bars, so why not put it in the depository? You can come and view it. We'll give you your inventory, your serial numbers. You'll see it. Touch it. Take pictures of it. Enjoy it. Bring the family. It's an investment that you made in your future. But if you want to take that a step further, put it into a registered account, we can help you do that as well. Why not take advantage of a free tax shelter that the government has provided for us in the TFSA? You have the amount uh, of about 57500 in terms of total contribution if you've never had a TFSA and you qualify for the full amount. And if you want to take that a step further, we didn't have time today on today's show, but we'll send out some examples to those that are interested in using allocated financing. That is the concept of other people's money. That'll allow you to put up as little as 70% of a 30%, pardon me, and borrow 70% of the value of the metal you want to invest in. It's a great way to minimize your risk. It's a great way to hold up to 70 cents of a dollar back in your pocket doing what you needed to do while holding back for a rainy day or maybe an opportunity to cost average. There's that and a lot more. And of course, we talked about natural fancy colored diamonds. What a wonderful way to end the show, Jeremy. There's so much value out there today. All our listeners have to do is call that number, one eight seven seven eight silver Go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com and help themselves to it. We hope you've enjoyed today's show, folks. We've enjoyed bringing it to you. We look forward to speaking with you next week. You have been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.